Welcome to the Craft It Out podcast, where we cry while we laugh, or sometimes laugh until we cry. And this is something I like to call crafting. Hi, my name is Emerson Sauer, and whether you're laughing or crying, I'm so glad you're here. And if you're not, do better. All right, it's been a while since we've made any podcasts because of Christmas and all the holidays, but I know that only three of you actually really care. But this week is probably my new favorite episode just because of the three weirdos I'm staring at right now. But this week, in memory of our sister's anniversary of her death, it's been 11 years on Saturday, we have my three brothers here that are going to talk about their experiences and what their relationship was like with our sister and how it impacted them. So I'll let each of them introduce themselves, and we'll start with the oldest. Okay. Uh, I am Josh Sauer, the oldest by a lot from Emmy, (laughs) Um, and not so much from Ethan. Long story short, he's a freaking old man. (laughs) We don't don't need to go the the exact numbers, but, you know, it's up there a little bit. Do you want to tell us about um, your family and what you do? Um, yeah, I am a high school science and math teacher, um, and I have uh, a beautiful wife and a son that's four and a daughter that's two. A beautiful wife. Now you all have to top that and you're going to look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ethan, you want to go? Uh, my name is Ethan. I'm the second oldest, you know, far removed from some, but closer to the others. We're going on that. Hudson and I work together for our dad in the you know, trucking, shipping industry. Um, I have a wife, been married for 10 years. Uh, two kids, Liam and Lincoln, six and three. You had to think about that one. <laughs> I, had to, I had to think about it under pressure. Uh, my name is Hudson. I am the youngest boy. I'm the fourth of five. Um, I've got a gorgeous, beautiful wife. <laughs> two <Kylie>. adjectives. <laughs> and uh, I've got a daughter that's two named Elsie. Like Ethan said, we uh, work together in the logistics industry. So, Well, it's really a blessing we're all so articulate. So this isn't like awkward at all. Well, I can go, I can go more in depth if you want. No, thanks. <laughs> but... <my> home address. <laughs> <laughs> Send the hate mail to Hudson. All right. Well, everyone who listens, so like the 10 people who do, I'm not including my three wonderful brothers, but everyone who listens know that knows that the first episode that was ever done was about me and my story about losing Taylor. But the interesting thing about grief is that the four of us all lost the same person in our life. We all lost our sister, but it can look different for each one of us being younger than her or older than her it it all looks different and we also want to take some time to focus on what it was like living with Taylor because if you knew Taylor she was a lot of fun but she also could make your life not fun at all there was like two extremes and so we want to shine light on that and how it can complicate grief and how that's okay let's start with the good things because we don't want to drive everyone away right off the bat but what are some memories that help you think of the good times with Taylor, the times where she was fun? 
I mean, don't all start. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first since I actually did my homework. Um, my favorite memory of Taylor. I don't know if it's necessarily a good one or bad one. I guess it depends. It's a good one for me. I don't know if it would have been a good one for Taylor, though. There was this time. Oh, I don't know. It's probably, probably not too long before her accident, actually. Probably a year or so. She... Uh, we had some cows and we had this heifer that was that we were preg checking and so of course we ran out of gloves and so when I'm a teenage kid I preg checked this cow so I just stuck my arm you know in this cow's you know what and preg checked it you know pulled my arm out obviously it's just nasty green and brown and red and every color in between and I'm walking back to the house to wash my arm off and Taylor walks out and is like said something dumb like I don't even remember what it is but something like what the heck's that stupid stuff all over your arm or just some I don't know something dumb and you know I, I just looked at her and I <laughs> I just slap her with the hand that I just preg checked the cow and so there's just you know crap and girl you know oh, fluids and blood and everything all over her face and uh she's just yeah starts cussing me out big time and freaks out and then she went and tried to get a bb gun and tried to shoot me but you know i was just too fast <laughs> and uh yeah that's probably my uh that's probably my most recent major memory i mean i have a couple after but you know as far as things that like really stick out to my mind it's probably one of my favorites again i don't know if that'd be one of hers but it's one of my i like how probably all these favorite stories will involve violence <laughs> I mean that was that was like our relationship. Yeah, that was our relationship. <laughs> is confrontation, and not all of the confrontation was like horrible. I mean, there's like you look back and they're fond memories. It is, that sounds horrible, but they're like, I mean, one of my memories of Taylor, um, similar line is when we're young and you know we used to live in a trailer park house at a table, and you know I don't even know how old. I think I know the story. Not very old. But anyway, <laughs> she, she mouthed off, did something. She's always, you know, she was me. And I take her head and I just push it into the mashed potatoes on the, <laughs> the table. And she had mashed potatoes up her nose. And oh, I got in big trouble, obviously. How but was that, she like three months at this time? What kind know. of aggressive little kid are you? <laughs> oh, I mean, she at that place, she could walk because she would come up behind me and yank my hair. So, I mean, like, <laughs> But that was it. I mean, a lot of confrontation. Um, not all of it. Not all of it was bad. Um, she just burned hot and liked to kind of, kind of razz and harass. So the good memories kind of circle in with the, the, <laughs> the confrontational ones. Yeah, she could dish it out pretty well, but she couldn't always take it. <laughs> I can not. just like distinctly remember her chasing Hudson and I around with a knife. And it always like started super aggressive and then it ended up with like this weird like crying laugh. You know how she would always do? Mm-hmm. And then you're like scared she's gonna slip and like drop the knife because she's like crying. You made a lot of memories with knives back in the day. I think that was a quite a few of those too. I never stabbed you. <laughs> or well, she would also like come and like slap someone and you'd chase after and she'd go hide in the bathroom and you'd turn the doorknob and she thought she locked it. And then you just like <laughs> open it and she just freak out doing that cry laugh that you were talking about. Just yeah, she was an instigator. I think we all 
got instigated at least some point. Maybe Emerson, not as much. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like one of my more recent ones that I uh, I enjoyed was when I think it was when she graduated high school and we get we kind of have this trip with our parents to go to Mexico um and so Whitney and I went on the same trip so it was just you know basically Taylor and Whitney and I and we just kind of all hung out and like I think I think it was that one we went to a baseball game and there was like this really big lady that was like would stand up on the bleachers and just like shake her booty and like the camera would just turn and focus on this massive woman shaking her butt and like Taylor was just dying laughing and then like on that same trip we were at the little convenience store (laughs) at the resort and this lady was like chewing this cashier out like bad (laughs) and Taylor was just like what a (laughs) I don't know if I can swear on this or not yeah what a female dog yeah but it was like loud enough that the lady heard it because we were like just next to her in line so we were only like four or five feet away (laughs) and it was not like I think she intended for it to be under her breath but it was not really which is kind of how Taylor was and the lady just turned around (laughs) just like looked at her and she's like oh uh, uh," got all awkward and like I don't know I can't remember if she walked away or just like turned around so that the lady wasn't looking at her anymore but that was that was one of my more recent kind of funny Taylor ones (laughs) I like how Josh's is like kind of nice and then all of our stories are mean and I just feel like that describes our whole family dynamic it it really does I mean (laughs) Taylor and Josh got all along a lot better than Taylor and I did or Taylor and Hudson you the farther you were age-wise a little nicer she was too I think but I agree with that some of us some of us are just very aggressive you know (laughs) and others are very calming like Ethan talked about how she would come up and pull his hair and that is 100% true he'd be just sitting there minding his business watching tv and she's just a toddler and just would run up and just pull his hair for no reason. And I don't know what it was that with their relationship where she just had to get him, but she always would go after Ethan <laughs> a lot. And I don't, I don't know if it's because Ethan kind of was also hot headed back in the day and it was really easy to get him mad and really funny at the same time. Cause I did the same. <laughs> I would get him fired up just because I thought it was funny. No, I definitely think looking back, a lot of the fights that we all got in, well, it wasn't very long that Josh and I lived in the same house, but most of them, they always centered around Taylor. Like she was always the instigator to all of it, but which is very interesting. So that kind of leads us to the next question of what made growing up with Taylor difficult. Like those things are, you know, the pulling the hair. Yeah. Like it's annoying, but I feel like that's a lot of what siblings do. Like you just fight. But I think we can all admit there were things about Taylor that were were hard to grow up with. So what were some of those things for you guys? Well, for me, I mean, just besides the violence, right? I mean, I mean, there was definitely a stretch of her life, like in high school time, that 
you know, there's always, I mean, you know, the dramas, the, you know, boy problems that always escalated way too far. The, you know, obviously the attempts that she had. And it was just like, was very, like, obviously it was very difficult for her. And then the way she, you know, operated in life made it difficult for everybody else as well. Like, and so she wanted everyone else to know how difficult it was. And, you know, there comes to like the whole pulling my hair thing too. I think a lot of it's, it was attention and she wanted the attention and I don't think she could ever get enough of it. And so that attention, you know, kind of started spiraling and coming really full on in high school. And I think that was, that was a really difficult time um, for, I think for a lot of us, for her. What was the question again? <laughs> what are we just like, are we just like saying stuff that like, <laughs> how mean Taylor was like I'm confused with the question this is yeah. what yeah where we talked about it not being like the fun not that even the fun stuff but <laughs> just like the like we look at fond memories and that was the fond memories was like you know they were kind of violent and like we fight but then these are like the, the hard memories I guess of Taylor I mean is that every memory of yours I just don't really know how to answer the question you can answer um, it honestly. That's like, I don't know. I was telling Josh, we had, I was talking to him the other day and I don't know, we kind of both agreed that you probably got the most screwed over because you were the one right under her. And so a lot of her like suicide attempts, right? Like one of them was literally on your birthday and like the cop showed up at our house or whatever. Yeah, and so, okay, sorry. I can't, I get him confused. But yes. It did happen a couple of days before my. Or we were we were arguing about this the other day because nobody actually knows. But what I do know is that everybody was gone on my birthday, and it was just me home alone. I don't know where you were. And maybe you were there. No, you would have been too young. So I don't know where you were. I don't know if somebody came and picked you up or what. But I was home alone on my birthday, all day, and then Ethan finally came and picked me up and took me to a movie. On my birthday but everybody else was gone because you were somewhere josh would have been on his mission at the time and then obviously mom and dad were with taylor at the hospital or, or wherever she was but you're probably right as far as the whole uh negative experiences because i was a freshman when taylor was a senior and you know taylor was probably about the most complete definition of a bully as you could probably have just to but, you <laughs> oh my gosh like you know the whole like okay you would think you'd take your younger sibling under your wing you know they're a freshman yeah that's not all of her friends were super nice to me and you know obviously I played football and the school's small so you know I ended up being pretty decent friends with all of the boys in her class everybody's always super nice to me and then there's Taylor <laughs> just like the complete opposite so yeah I mean I think because Taylor was such a big personality and such an attention seeker, like kind of growing up with her was always a little bit hard for that because sometimes you're just like, Taylor, stop. Like, why are you doing that? It's like, stop doing that. Um, could be with anything. Just, she just was an attention hog. Um, and I think, you know, with the, the suicide attempts, those I wasn't really around because I was I was gone on my mission when those started, and I was kept in the dark until I got home. Um, I think they just didn't want me to kind of 
worry about it and stress about it while I was out there, just kind of focus. Um, but I think it was within the first week of me being home, there was like a suicide attempt. And so I, the cops I remember, came to the door. Exactly. I remember, no. Yeah, because you went, you went with mom and dad to the hospital with her. Oh, okay. Me and yeah, that... stayed home and then the cops showed it because okay. they called the ambulance. Yeah, because I was like, I know I went, I went with mom and dad to the hospital with her. Um, but I was, I was like, oh man, this is, this is what we've been dealing with. <laughs> like, it was kind of a rough way to spring it on me. Um, but it was, I mean, that was probably one of the hardest things is especially being in the dark about it for so long and like not necessarily seeing all the other buildup and attempts and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was a lot to take in all at once. And like knowing that there was multiple attempts and then like she, while I was gone, she also rolled the Camry, which was my car. <laughs> I was like, what are you kidding me? Uh, so, I mean. Crying over a boy, in. by the way. That's Yes, yes. Yeah, a lot of it stemmed from a boy, if you read her journals, most of it. Same, the same boy. Yeah, yeah. Who, didn't, who couldn't even spell mom's name right. I read some of the journals this summer, and he literally spelled it S-H-A-N-A. Shanna. He's literally like the dumbest boy, (laughs) like legitimately stupid. Yeah, I uh, yeah, and Dad hated him. He tried to like fight him at the Hawaii County Fair. Oh, I remember that. That was was (laughs) weird, weird night. Had to like stand on the opposite side of the parking lot. He gave me rides all the time. So he was was a homie for Hudson. (laughs) That was his, his chance at an inn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah please make my sister be nice to me <laughs> well i just i do have something like going back to like hudson like how he was kind of picked on by him or by taylor in high school see i was on the opposite and i was a senior and she was a freshman and she was timid she didn't she didn't pick on me she picked on me at home but not at school because she was she was timid and like that was the her opposite end of her personality so she had to get her you know, kind of bully or be super timid. And like, you know, when we'd go out in public, people are like, oh, she's so sweet. And then we're like, mm. really? <laughs> Tell me more. But yeah, but when she was in that like lesser power position, she like, it was almost like a, you know, complete 180 from her, you know, from what we experienced as like siblings. I just think a lot of it's hard too. Because we never, I don't know, maybe mom and dad talked to you guys about it, but I was obviously like really young. And so I never knew what was happening. But I remember the third time, I just remember with the bleach, like I was talking to mom and dad about this the other day of like, I went down there and she wasn't breathing. And it's like that gaspy breath, you know, and she's just like, like get mom. And I just remember being like nine and like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, are you good? Like, why aren't you breathing normal? Like no clue, no idea. And it wasn't until high school when I read all her journals that when like recently that I'm remembering more and more because you guys all experienced a lot more than I did, but it's, I don't know. And then I thought she just like went to volleyball camp after that because she just disappeared for a week. And I didn't like, I didn't know where she went. I just thought that was like a normal thing. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah. Or she would do weird things like pretend to drown in the bathtub and then ask why I wouldn't save her. 
And like, I'm like, one, why are we still taking bathtubs together? That's so weird. And two, why are you <laughs> psycho and like mad? I'm not saving you. Like, <laughs> but I think it is hard because she was a lot, but then there's also fun memories and fun times. But we're also some of the only people who ever had to see her at her lowest. And so for me, at least like growing up after that and being constantly like, I don't think people did it on purpose, but being compared or like accidentally being called Taylor all the time and hearing how fun she was when we're the only ones who see the other side, I feel like is pretty hard. So moving on to our next question, how did all of those experiences with Taylor influence your grief? What did grief look like for you? I, uh, I don't know. I feel like my relationship with Taylor wasn't, I mean, it was probably the most neutral out of everybody, but I also feel like it wasn't super close. Um, the one thing that we had that was really close was our birthdays, right? We were three, three days apart for our birthdays. So we did celebrate our birthdays together a lot. Like I remember going to Seattle with just mom and dad and me and Taylor um, for our birthdays because dad had a work trip. But as far as that, how that like affected um, my grief, I feel like I definitely reacted way different than everybody else. Like when I first got the phone call um, that she'd been in Iraq, like, I mean, you can ask Hudson, it was nothing. Like there was just blank. Like, and I don't know if that was like a coping mechanism. Like my brain just couldn't process it. And so it didn't respond or, you know, what exactly the deal was, but like, it took a while for it to like, I think really sink in that that's what had happened. And it was, I don't know. And again, I don't know if it was because I was trying to be, you know, strong for everybody else, or if it had to do with that, not super close relationship, but kind of close. <laughs> it was, it was a while before I actually like, feel like I really like hard cried. And then once it finally did kick in, like I, I definitely feel like it was, it was rough, but it was, it took me a while. And I know everybody else kind of was a little bit different. How was yours, Ethan? Uh, Taylor, our relationship was violent for the most part. My reaction was also violent. Um, I was, I got, I got really bad. Well, I'm, so I found out after, you know, missing a ton of calls because I was, you know, I was at a football practice. It was late at night and, you know, found out and I just, like guttural screamed in anger and you know essentially people are wondering what the heck's going on because i'm in i'm not that far away because i was just looking at my phone and you know 30 30 dudes that, that you know played football with or you know they're they're seeing this raw emotion from me right there and uh so i i mean i remember that and then i'm like hey i, I mean i gotta go obviously and so i get into my car and you know the violence didn't end i mean my the poor roof of my car like i was so mad i was so mad that you know i mean because i really felt that she was starting to come out of her selfishness and she was starting to finally grow up and finally you know become a person that i could really get along with i mean i feel like we were just there like the last couple interactions were you know like good and like you know we're happy to see each other and then this so i was mad you know, mad at that, mad at all the lost opportunities, mad at my own anger, mad at, I mean, I was just mad, mad for everyone else's hurt. So, I mean, I, I punched, I punched so many things. I mean, I, I luckily they were softer, you know, like, but I didn't bust up my hand or anything crazy. 
but I was mad. And I, I mean, I think it kind of mirrored our relationship that we were just, you know, we were raw emotions when we dealt with each other. And uh, that's, that's kind of how the grief showed up was just in a raw emotion of anger. Better than that, like drywall, right? In your room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That did, that did scrape up my hand. Your turn, Hudson. Wow. I think Ethan, I think Ethan's actually, I've never really thought about it until Ethan just said that, but I, I do think that Taylor was starting to come out of her shell. I mean, I do, I mean, our relationship the last, you know, ever since she graduated. So what, nine months or whatever, you know, probably the last memory I do actually not probably the last memory I have of Taylor was. So she, she died on the 14th. So Kylie's birthday was on the 8th. So, you know, just six days prior. And I remember I went and then, well, that would have been the seventh. So a week, exactly a week before, I had gotten like Kylie all these flowers and gotten all this stuff for her birthday. And I was going to go drop it off in the, at the doorstep that night. And I remember Taylor just pulled into the driveway when I'm about to leave. And she's like, where are you going? And I said, oh, I'm going to go like surprise Kylie and drop this off at her doorstep and stuff. She's like, well, can I come? Which I still, you know, which was really weird, right? Because I'm like, <laughs> what is up with you? You know? <laughs> And uh, so, I, you know, sure. And we drove and I, I can't even remember if we talked or if we just drove inside. I don't remember, but I do remember her going. And I remember like thinking like, you know, wow, what the, what's going on? So anyway, that was kind of a side tangent. As far as how it dealt with the grief, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I did have some other things going around around that same time, you know, that I really struggled with. Like just a couple of months prior, you know, I, I broke my ankle in the middle of the football season. You know, which, you know, and it wasn't due to football, it was due to rodeo, but it happened during football season. And, you know, we were, we were having a really good football season. And, you know, it just, there's a lot of hostility between me and people at school just because I got hurt not doing football and now I can't play football. And now it put, you know, everybody in a tough spot. And um, so I was kind of dealing with that, you know, obviously when you're in high school, right, one of the most important things to you is sports. You know, and me was especially football. So I was already kind of going through a rough time with that. You know, I mean, this was kind of on the tail end of that, but you know, it just you know, led right into it, I guess. And you know, Josh talks about not having a whole lot of emotion, and Ethan talks about having you know a lot of emotion. You know, and I don't really remember. You know, I I feel like you know, and I was 15 at the time, and you know, I feel like that I didn't really have an emotion like obviously I did but like I just felt like I handled it great you know I thought I was just perfectly fine you know yeah I shed some t tears that night you know it was a tough night but I feel like after that you know I was perfectly fine and you know it wasn't until my senior year of high school so it wasn't until two years later maybe even later than that it might have been right before I left away mission I found out that mom had actually been going to school and talking to my teachers for like the whole rest of the school year that year you know asking about me and uh actually i think my teacher told me, i don't even know if mom told me that. i think a teacher told me this my senior year and uh they're just asking she was asking you know how's he doing and, and you know they always just kept saying like it's i mean it, he's fine but like he's not not the same kid you know he's not as happy joking around self you know like he usually is and i think that's interesting because i thought i was perfectly fine you know, like, I, I feel like I was normal. I didn't really feel like much changed. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah, 
this hard thing happened and you know it was sad and all this thing. but i thought i was the same but just interesting how you know subconsciously you're different even though you don't think you are i guess i don't really know, you know why that is but i think it's hard too because i think you want to know you're handling it well i think especially like we even the two of us like Hudson and I have different experiences than you because we are still at home and like not saying one was better or the other because I couldn't imagine being away from home during that either but I think watching mom and dad try and deal with it like I don't know if Hudson felt that but like they were sad a lot and they were different and so I think you try to be strong and you think you're handling it really well so you're like right we were the easy ones which sounds so bad, but Taylor was rough. And so I feel like we always had this, like, oh, you guys, like, you're just easy. You don't cause problems. And so when that happened, at least for me, like, if I showed any attitude, which I definitely did, because I was like, you know, eventually a teenager. But if I caused any problems, like, I just felt that much more guilty because they were so sad. And I don't know, maybe you guys didn't see that or feel that at all. But I feel like that was definitely like an, a pressure I put on myself of like, they weren't the same. And so it kind of felt like I had to be good all the time, even though I definitely wasn't. And I eventually like lost that because I was a brat, but like that, that shock lasted for a couple of years for me. And then like, I hit anger very, very hard. Cause I think besides Josh, we're all very predisposed to be angry. <laughs> apparently. Uh speak for yourself I'm a very loving kind person Mm -hmm. but do you guys feel like your grief lasted just for a little bit or do you think it's still something like it was an ongoing process or do you feel like you like had your little moments where you were sad and then you weren't good you know it's I feel like it definitely ebbs and flows um like for the most part I would say that it's not something that for me is there every day. Like there's stretches of time where I honestly don't even think about it, but then there will be something that I see or something that I hear or whatever that kind of makes me think about her and like what she would do in that situation. Or, or maybe it was a funny story that from when she was doing something that was related to that and that will kind of spark it. And, you know, I feel like, especially having kids, definitely kind of changes that grief a little bit because you're happy you have your kids but you're also sad that they don't get the opportunity to get to know her because they would have loved her with that outgoing personality and her love of kids like she would have been the favorite aunt probably and so I think that's (laughs) I know that's hard to hear Emmy (laughs) but but she would bribe them way more than I think you would (laughs) um so you know I I think it does come up and but it's not constant for me I would say uh, mine's pretty similar in like well I remember you know kind of months down the line like you know I was reading I was reading a book series and it was a depressing book series and I couldn't I I put it down I couldn't do it um like I had to like anything that would be happy or you know I, that's what I would invest in and I couldn't I couldn't watch you know movies with like people dying for a long while like it was just like I had to stay away from anything negative because it would just like 
they would just cut to the you know the core and i i get angry again or you know sad or whatever just that strong emotional feeling but you know definitely down the line you know it, it, the times in between kind of extend you know i mean there's i mean even now like there'll be you know a, a tend of like a strong emotion that will just pop up randomly you mean well sometimes I, yeah there's not even a trigger i don't even know what the trigger was you know i'll just think about it and i get like like you know super emotional and then it goes away but like but it's gotten further and further apart but like what josh was saying about the you know kids that i mean yeah like my reminder is my kids as well because she wanted kids so bad and that was always a thing that when i when it first happened i was so mad that she missed on these opportunities like we said because she was coming out of her negative self a little bit once she got into college and like okay she's getting ready like she this is going to be her you know her golden time you know she's going to start a family all that i mean it was a few years down the road before she did that but i i thought but you know those missed opportunities oh, well still, maybe yeah yeah I mean, who knows, <laughs> who on knows? The week. <laughs> but it was that that really made like like i said I, I get mad about it and there's a missed opportunities that you know she wasn't able to experience it you know often for her and her for her sake i get mad that it happened yeah i think that's like it's more now less about her life and more of like what could have been like i would like to say the four of us are pretty close and i would consider you some of my best friends you don't have to make a comment on that but i think of like <laughs> how how fun how much fun we'd have now i definitely think there'd still be like those little times where it's about her because it she had middle child syndrome but like I just think of how much fun we would have now all as adults and I think it's more well, of like those missed besides things. the fact that she she probably would have married some loser let's be honest <laughs> like the one who couldn't spell <laughs> I mean I I do agree that was one of the things like what we, with her getting kind of into that good spot in her life like she was like I mean I didn't get a chance to interact with her a whole bunch before she went to college and that kind of stuff but uh we could definitely see that she, she was doing a lot better and I, I don't know I, I feel like I'm curious what our relationship would be if it didn't happen would we be the four of us be as close or would it be a little bit more whatever you know I, I don't know what do you guys think would, would you think that we would be as close as we are now if it didn't happen, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, probably. Not. I mean, it definitely brought us together as you know the four of us. I mean, we had something to really, you know, bond is probably not the right word. But but essentially, like we came together and banded together, um, in grief. And I definitely think that we probably would be. You know, I think we'd be close just because that's the kind of family. But definitely not as. Yeah, but you, I, I mean, you think about it before, you know, it's not that we weren't close, but I mean, let's be honest, even you were never really around. Um, and Josh, you weren't around, but you also were like, living close. You know, those are all things that probably would have changed as, you know, Ethan got older and, you know, as we got older, but I just, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. I definitely don't think, because I, I, I think... You know, you know, people always ask because obviously me and Ethan, dad, mom work together, right? 
people always ask, like, how the heck do you do that? Like, how do you guys survive a family business? Or like, are you guys, are you worried that's going to all blow up? And, you know, I've, I've always said, like, ever since the beginning, you know, like, that's actually never even crossed my mind. And even like four, or I guess we're five years in, you know, from when we've all been around. And like, I still don't feel like that could ever happen. Like, yeah, there's definitely, you know, screaming sessions and disagreements and all that stuff. But like, I just feel like we have a different perspective now, like, you know, where other people don't necessarily have that. We, we know that in the big scheme of things, nothing, nothing can really get in the way of the bond now. Which beforehand, you know, before the whole Taylor thing, I don't know if we could say that. Actually, I know we couldn't say that because there was lots of things, especially with one of us here, that it sounds a little jaded. Things did, you know, things did happen to where like one was pushed away, you know. And so to answer your question, no, I do not think it would be the same. I yeah, I don't know. I feel like I really don't remember very much when all of us were home because Josh graduated when I was like five. But I think that we are the only ones who know what we experience. And even though it's different for all of us, like we all had a different view on it, we all still experienced it. And like, I know for me, at least, it's a lot easier to talk to you about anything because you get like where I'm coming from in my decisions. So like, I'd much rather take advice from the three of you than someone who doesn't understand why I think the way I do. And like, Taylor played a, like I was 11 so that influenced a lot of like who I became as a person like as much as I hate to admit that but like it did and so you're the only ones who really get it I don't know if anyone truly knows why you think the way you do shut up can we kick someone out Is my turn to answer your question or do we yeah. answer your question? I think Josh rudely interrupted when it was supposed to be my turn. I did, I probably. <laughs> so, it's fine. We don't have to. Don't have like, to how, how was your grief life. afterwards? Like, once it kind of down the road? You know, I don't, to be completely honest, I don't really think about it very often. You know, the, the, the times, honestly, I think the time that I think about it the most is probably in, you know, church things, just because I feel like that was such a, you know, foundational event to like my personal testimony that I feel like that's definitely when I think about it the most, because that's when I talk about it the most. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to forget things if you don't talk about it. And uh, I mean, there are things, I mean, there's sometimes, yeah, I mean, you guys talk about triggers, you know, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily have triggers. I would say there's certain things that you know, there's, well, let me say it this way. I think there's some days where, you know, you're just down, you know, not even necessarily about Taylor. You're just down on life. You're just having a bad day or whatever. And what I have noticed is those type of days, you know, usually I just try not to even think about it and, you know, keep going through the day and, you know, go to sleep and hopefully wake up in a better mood and stuff. Then those times where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go take a shower, you know, have some time with myself and kind of just, you know, bask in that uh, sadness. You know, sometimes when I do do that, it, you know, the, those thoughts come up. But as far as, you know, feelings, I, I would say that I'm kind of like what you've been saying about like movies and deaths and stuff. Like, I do feel like I am a lot more emotional when it comes to like the stupid stuff like that. Like never in a million years before Taylor died would I ever like even tear up in a movie, you know? And I'll watch a movie now and I mean I would never let anybody know or see. Right. There's tons of movies that actually like just movies that I shouldn't even get choked up, you know. Like I'm like get a little choked up and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm gonna turn my head so nobody can see. 
make sure those watery eyes don't turn into actual droplets, you know. But I just feel like I've, I've, I guess, I think my heart maybe got a little more tender, I guess, turned into a little bit more of a softy. But yeah, but as far as like actual, like thinking about it, I don't all that much, to be honest. Well, if he makes you feel any better, dad still can't watch Rango because that was like the last movie he watched with Taylor. Literally like that movie about the lizard or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't watch that movie anyways because it's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It comes on, he loses it. However, dad also can't watch Warrior, which that's a shame because it's actually a good movie. Oh yeah, he's a a sentimental guy. And his is a movie, mom's songs. Yeah. See, I have no problem with either of them, you know? Like, what's the song that played at her funeral video? Oh, the tribute video? Yeah. Um, Chances? Yeah, Chances. You know, I mean, when I hear that song, like, it makes me think about her a little bit, you know? But I just don't really like that song, you know? I didn't really like it before. Like, it's just a depressing song. Like, even... Even if you don't associate it with Taylor, it's just a depressing song. Why would you want to listen to a depressing song? You know, other than those times, like I said earlier, where you just like want to be depressed. Right? We all have those moments. But. Is there anything else you guys want to say to anyone who might be grieving or maybe they have, you know, a sister that likes attention and is struggling? Do you have any advice for anyone dealing with any hard things right now? And the only advice I would have, you know, and, and everybody says this, right, but it really does get easier. Like the pain, you know, the triggers, you know, obviously everybody handles things differently. So it's going to be on a very personal level. But as far as the, the overall effects from a tragedy like that, it, it does get easier. You know, and, and some days you just have to get through the day. You know, it was funny that <laughs> me, Ethan, and dad, I don't even know what was getting to what was even getting brought up about it where we were talking about how you know it's crazy how days feel like years weeks feel like months months feel like weeks and years feel like days you know the the short term like days weeks especially after that tragedy yeah they're gonna drag on and i feel like they never end but you know 11 years later now it's it you know went like the snap of your fingers it's just time has flown and uh and, you know, and I feel like we've all gotten to a point, you know, obviously some, again, some of us are affected by it differently than others, but for the most part, I would say it's infinitely easier for all of us. So you just got to keep holding on and pushing on because it does get easier. Wow, you're so wise. <laughs> <laughs> Will you, uh, anytime you say that quote, make sure to say from Hudson Sauer. Who stole it from somebody else, but... Nope. Yeah, uh, I definitely who quoted that. I definitely thought you were going to say keep on that. keeping on and then say Joker. <laughs> keep on keeping on as well. I feel like with your question, you know, if you are, you know, currently living with someone that's hard to live with, really, I would say treasure those moments as rough as they can be. Because, I mean, once that person's gone, then some of those really rough patches sometimes turn into fond memories, right? We, the beginning of this whole thing was our favorite memories were were these not that great things (laughs) that are some of our fondest memories so you know take the time to just soak in all of it the good the bad it all is part of our life and don't try and just focus solely on the good 
because really you're you're missing out on the whole picture. They both said they both took one and said said good things about it, but I mean, well, dealing dealing with Taylor and Josh has a point, and like they it's messed up and it's warped that those are fond memories. But I would take I would I would take all those negative things that Taylor did, every single one of them. I'd I'd relive all of it if it meant that she could be here, you know, that, I mean, I would like, you know, even though she was a pain in the butt and even though that we fought tooth and nail, I mean, knives were brought out figuratively and literally like I miss my sister and like appreciating those moments because you never know when they, they go away. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these, you know, you know, there's so many cliches to have in this, but those cliches kind of hit the point, especially after you're like, yeah, that's true. It's, you know, live every day like it's your last or, you know, appreciate everyone's day like your last because you didn't, you know, you don't know when it is. And if you don't appreciate it, you know, you really regret that later. And so even you take the good with the bad with somebody, but it, as long as that love's there, it, even if it's a tiny little speck that you, you sometimes can't find, um, you know, once they're gone, I mean, that, it's a lot the memories the memories go away and that spec gets there and it's more easily to find and you know like i said i just i'm sure we all miss her and uh we just wish you could spend some more time with us well thank you guys for coming on i know we don't really have these deep of talks very often because we're all like emotionally stunted or something but i want you to know that as uncomfortable as it is to admit this that i would choose you three over anyone and i'm grateful that even though losing Taylor was hard, but I wouldn't give up the relationship that we all have now for that. Thank you. Let's not make this whole deep conversation thing happen. All right. Yeah, I'm suddenly uncomfortable because none of you really like acknowledged what I just said. We so. nodded our head. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forget. Our emotionally we gotta... stuntedness <laughs> just is in the head. Yes. You were right. Yes. Yes. Fist. Uh, yeah. you know, bump we fist. are. <laughs> Now, whether you guys enjoyed that episode or not, I know there's a lot of like moments where we're just talking to each other, but I hope you know how much that episode meant to me to be able to share that moment with honestly three of my best friends in the whole entire world. And I know a lot of people say that about their siblings, but I genuinely do mean it. Um, I'm so grateful for them and for the examples they've been and for how much they have stepped up to be those people in my life and to love me how I am and I hope they actually never listen to this episode so they don't hear this but I just want everyone to know how much I love my brothers and how much I appreciate them supporting me um, on this experience of having this podcast so as you know have a good week make someone laugh make someone cry go give your brother if you have one or if you have multiple give them all a big hug um, because I wish I could do that this week as I'm away from them but just give someone you love, let them know that you love them and share that with them, even as awkward as it may be. So have a good one. <laughs>